Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Lemon. I am Lana Mercedes, and on today's episode, we are answering questions. So let's jump right in. First question, what are your thoughts on societal pressure and relationships? It's always when are you going to become official? When are you getting engaged? When are you getting married? When are you having kids? And when are you having another kid? How do you not feel judged and not let it get you angry? All right, so sometimes you are being judged. And I think that the key is accepting what is, but controlling how you respond. Sometimes it's not judgment, which we'll get into in a moment, but when it is judgment, that can be frustrating. But learning how to realize that is something that is just a projection of someone else's will help you not be so bothered. Someone may very much be feeling like they are lacking in some area of their relationship and will feel the need to judge your relationship to find the flaws. When I get questions like this, I just politely say, when and if I make the choice? It's no one's business when you're taking any step in your relationship. See, there's a fine line between being defensive about being asked something like this or realizing that someone is just showing genuine interest. If it's not coming from a pushy or judgmental place and someone's just excited for your future, you may even reply, I'm not sure. It's when it gets into the territory of picking apart that can take a little bit of extra work. So when that response is met with something like, well, haven't you all been together for 10 years? Time's running out. Or still no ring after seven years? Do you think he's your person? Again, people are often projecting their insecurities onto others. And as you mentioned, societal pressures play a huge role. Just because one person would be unhappy with being in a relationship for seven years without an engagement doesn't mean another person would. There is so much that goes into a relationship that an outsider isn't even privy to. Maybe there was a discussion to wait until a certain time. Maybe there are things being worked on before taking that step. Maybe that couple doesn't even want to be married or doesn't believe in marriage. People are often asking questions about someone's relationship with the assumption and expectation that everyone wants the same things that they want. Let me repeat that. People are often asking questions about someone else's relationship with the assumption and expectation that everyone wants the same things that they want. So for starters, asking someone when they're going to get married when you don't even know their views on marriage is impertinent. Asking someone when they're going to have kids when you don't even know if they want or can even have children to begin with is impetuous. Not to mention, these are very personal questions. Let's not make it a habit of asking people private questions that we aren't owed the answers to in the first place. Question number two. How long should it really take you to get over someone? Is it true that it should take you the same number of months as years you have been together? Oh boy. Okay, so I'm not a fan of these standard rules for how long it should take someone to get over someone. Really, I'm not a fan of these relationship scales by any means anyway. Let me explain. The breakup one is so silly to me. All relationships are different and so are people. Is it possible that you'll get over a two-year relationship in two months? Sure. But that doesn't automatically mean the same thing for everyone else. You can be in a two-year relationship and it could take you a year to get over someone. You can be in a one-year relationship and it can take you a year to get over someone. Sometimes you become codependent on someone. You can go through a really serious situation with someone and that can make it even harder for you to get over them. Or you can be in a two-year relationship and it could have been toxic the last year. Maybe you were already halfway checked out and it only takes you two months to get over them. Everyone's different. 
I think the whole scale and comparing is just really not a good way to move through a relationship or a breakup. You hear people often ask the question, well, what's the the healthy amount of time to be intimate with your partner? Again, everyone's different. You can have great intimacy once a week or once a month, or you can have intimacy every single day and it sucks. Everyone's different. Everyone has a different drive. Everybody has different needs. I think it's just really not good to compare yourself to other relationships, how people are handling breakups. It's all about what's best for you. I think the most important thing to keep in mind is that you're working on the healing. Also, remember that healing is not linear. Just as long as you're helping yourself and you're not doing things to set yourself back, that's what's really important. Question number three is, it bothers me that my boyfriend doesn't post me on his social media. I know it sounds stupid, but I can't help being annoyed since he always posts when he's out with his friends. In the world of social media, this topic can be so polarizing. This is one of the reasons I dislike social media. There are these comparative standards set where people say, if it's not on social media, is it real? And it's so, so damn annoying and toxic and dangerous and wrong. Of course it's real. I'd actually argue that a lot of what is on social media is fake and the things that aren't on social media is real. (laughs) Living in the moment and truly experiencing life is what is real. Of course, I'd like to have memories to look back on, but if you are spending more of your time on your phone during a trip, are you really living in the moment? If you're doing certain things strictly to post it on social media, are you really experiencing life? No. Now, I do understand that your boyfriend posts a lot on social media and you want to feel included. My go-to was to wonder if he even uses social media, but if you're saying he posts a lot, could that be a sign? Maybe, but also maybe not. I think this is a conversation to have with your boyfriend. It's not to say that he should then turn around and post you all over his social media, but you can still express how you're feeling, simply for the sake of transparency, if not for anything else. At the least, this conversation can help your boyfriend be cognizant of your feelings, and maybe he'll notice what you're expressing. I'm sure you probably have friends telling you to dump your boyfriend and he's being shady, but I think we must think beyond what the knee-jerk reaction is a lot of times. For example, I love my family, but I don't need to post them all over my Instagram all the time because I value their right to privacy. I also like to keep things that matter to me close to the chest sometimes. If you've noticed, it's very common for some people to just go on one date with someone and then they tell all their friends all about their date. Next thing you know, there's no second date. Sometimes jumping your head or even exposing too much too soon ruins the energy of something. Imagine you start a business and you immediately tell everybody about it, and it never takes off. Some people like to feel things out or even just let it take shape and become solid before they tell the world. On one hand, you may feel hidden from your boyfriend's friends, but on the other hand, I don't know how I'd feel if, and you didn't mention how long you and your boyfriend have been together, but let's say it's been six months. To someone, that may be a long time, but to me, it's not. And so I don't know how I'd feel about being all over someone's social media that fast. I'd really prefer not to be all over anyone's social media. A couple pictures here and there, sure. But really, consider the reasoning for why this is bothering you. Is it just so your friends can see the post? Is it to make it known that he's in a relationship? Do you have concerns that he's trying to hide the fact that he's in a relationship? I don't want to make something out of nothing, but often these social media frustrations are really just stemming from something else. So I really do recommend having an honest conversation with your man and fill it out from there. Question number four, 
I broke up with her, still struggling with it, but she blocked me. I have a few questions here, but this is literally all the question says. So I'm just going to keep this one short and sweet because I'm going to give some insight that I've actually heard from a friend to explain as to why they blocked their ex. I don't think I've ever personally blocked anyone, and I think I've always had a similar view to most people that when someone blocks someone, it's just them trying to hurt the other person. But I heard this from a friend, and it made a lot of sense. She said that she had no ill will when she blocked her ex, but that she couldn't stand seeing his social media or being tempted to text him, so she blocked him. She said it was part of her healing process. She unfollowed him so she wouldn't be triggered by seeing any of his posts pop up on her feed, which totally makes sense, though she also said blocking him kept her from wanting to spy on his pages. In a lot of cases, breakups are not a clean break. There is some back and forth and messiness before it's official, if it even becomes official. I think that some people just know it's either official and need to help accelerate their healing process by cutting off all contact with their ex, or they fear that they could end up going back to a person they don't think is really their person. So this is them quickly ripping off the band-aid without seeing if it can still stick. I wouldn't take this personal, but if you know in your heart that either this is supposed to end, or as you even mentioned, you're still struggling, she probably is too, especially if she was the one broken up with. Take this as a blessing in disguise that you also probably need. This is an opportunity for you to move on with less hurdles in the way. I have more questions to dive into with you all, so let's continue this next week. But in the meantime, I have two quotes for you. Suzelle states, fall in love with someone who makes you glad to be different. Shania Twain stated, I find that the very things that I get criticized for, which is usually being different and just doing my own thing, and just being original is the very thing that makes me successful. Thank you so much for listening and sharing this podcast. As always, I hope this information was helpful for you. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.